0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Now tuned in to the mother un uh, greatest
2: Yes, welcome to Let's Chat, y'all I feel like we've been gone all forever We've been on break for a minute, but we are back again
3: <laughs> 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 Hey, P Hey, Lysica We are back Oh Absolutely. man, I missed that little jingle, leash. I'm over here dancing in my seat. Hey everybody, we are back. It is Thursday night. It's about to be live up in the chat room. Cause Leesh and I, we missed you guys. So y'all know we're rearing to go.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, we kicking in 2019 uh, with something fierce. We got a whole bunch going on. We got so many things. Uh, that will be coming between this year and next year that we are switching up and changing up with the show. The first thing is we will be taking our Mind, Body, and Soul segment over to Spreaker. So we want to remind everybody to go over to Spreaker.com and make sure you follow us chat. We will have our first uh, Mind, Body, and Soul on our speaker, uh, Spreaker platform on february the 9th so we hope to see you guys there we'll be pushing that and pulling that on out there but we're excited we got we got a few things going on so tony and i are really excited i love the opening shout out to boss one dope skills and out of california he does our uh, music for us for the openings of our show so he created that for us so we appreciate him for that Welcome, you guys. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all that good stuff.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Now, this is Tony. Now, y'all know, Alicia and I, we always try to bring something fresh and new with each new year. So, as she said, follow us on Spreaker. I know that's a mouthful, but we got so many sites that we would love for you guys to follow us on. So, make sure, first and foremost, you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitter, and we are also on SoundCloud and Tumblr. So if you're not didn't write all that down, you know, I know it's a mouthful and it's a lot, just follow our pages because we have it posted on both of our pages, and we try to share whatever it is that we are doing because, you know, Lisa and I, we got our hands in a little bit of everything, but it's all good. Absolutely. And we love to support, so we hope you guys support us as well.
2: Absolutely. We have posted um, them. I'm recreating the website, so we'll have a website up just for Let's Chat. So you'll be able to check out all of our platforms by just going to our website simply. Um, But Speaker is a whole different platform, a whole different audience. So Tony and I are really excited uh, for the journey that we're about to take um, Mm -hmm. with our show. And so we want you guys to journey on with us, y'all. But tonight (laughs) is going to be good, let me tell y'all, okay? So the topic tonight is how long I got to wait. Now, this is the thing. Y'all know it. Everybody knows. You got that one person that expects you to put your life on hold and wait for them to do what they got to do and catch up. While you waiting, you, you waiting, but they got to do what they got to do to catch up. And I don't care what it is they got to do, whether they got to finish school or they got kids, whatever they got to do. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. How long you got to wait to do you? You see what I'm saying? How long you have to wait to do you? This is the thing about waiting on other people. Other people will have you in limbo. They will have you put your vision at risk. They will have you put your vision on hold and and possibly lose some of the things that you have going on while you waiting on them. Stop waiting on people. That That is our message for 2019 Stop waiting on people. Stop waiting on people to do what they got to do, thinking that it's going to help you do what you got to do. No, you just do it. Stop waiting on people to give you permission to do what you got to do. No, just do it.
0: Uh Stop waiting Uh
2: and expecting other people to help you and move you to do what you got to do. You got the passion. You got the vision. You make it happen. You see what I'm saying?
0: Nobody's Uh going
2: to do it with you, and nobody's going to do it like you. Nobody's going to move like you. They're not going to have your work ethic. They're not going to have your passion. So, when you start combining things with other people and, okay, well, we're going to work together and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you start seeing that it's not going to work because a lot of times y'all are not equal. You know what I'm saying? You got to wait for them to catch up to you. And Mm -hmm. I'm not, sometimes in life, it's okay to be selfish. You know, I think we were raised that selfishness is wrong, and we're supposed to always be there for other people. And I hear the violence playing, and absolutely. However, <laughs> you can do you and do other people too. You cannot. Mm-hmm. I can't do me and do you too. You see what I'm saying? Because while you waiting on doing somebody else and worried about what they're doing, you're not doing nothing for yourself. Everything for yourself is on hold. you passing up opportunities, you passing up other things, you're not writing if you're an author, why? Because you're waiting on somebody else to do something. No. If you got a book out, you're not putting your book out, why? Because you're waiting for somebody else to publish it. No. Do it yourself. Uh That is your dream. You make it happen. And that that is the theme for 2019. It is your dream. You make it happen. Everybody else is extra. Anything they uh-huh. do is extra. Anything they offer is extra. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay, I'm off. oh,
3: <laughs> okay, now <laughs> you know I got. I've I listened to everything you you said, Leash, and uh, I'm gonna be curious to hear what our guests have to say as well as our listeners. So, if you want to tune in or chime into anything Leash and I are speaking on, just press your one, and we'll bring you into the chat room. But I do want to add two elements to what you just shared. First Mm -hmm. and foremost, I think um, it's looked at differently whether you're a man or woman on whether how long you got to wait because, you know, depending on who you are, you feel that somebody should be waiting on you. And second, the the second point I want to make is generational. You know, sometimes like our our kids today or our young our young people today they have a different mindset than we had when we were growing up and we had a different mm-hmm. mindset than our than our parents and grandparents had mm-hmm. so i think it's also generational on how you see your importance into the, in the world you know some people mm-hmm. feel that it's my world and you're here to do what I, to do my beckoning but mm-hmm. i also think that we as women, and this is just my opinion, we tend to take on more than our male mm-hmm. counterparts. And we Absolutely. may take on more weighting than our male counterparts and also our younger generation. So I think it depends on where you are in that cycle of life and where that cycle begins and ends. It's up to you on how you perceive you should be, you know, waited upon. Absolutely. What do you feel about that?
2: Well, I want to say shout-out to author Angie Liddell. She said, that's right, ain't nobody got time to wait. <laughs>
0: <What's this laughs> the All right, okay, Angie.
2: The thing about waiting, if you give somebody your time, see, time is something you can't get back. I don't care mm-hmm. if you give them two minutes. I don't care if you give them 10 minutes. I don't care if you give them 30 seconds. That is your time. And when people Uh waste your time, they are simply letting you know that not only is your time not valuable to them, but you are not valuable to them. So then again, I say Uh you stop waiting. You stop waiting and stop wasting time on other people, on other things, and making sure other people got this and they straight. No. You make sure you Uh you are straight. I think a lot of times, I like what you said about the generations, because Uh women... We're, we're really taught to get security from a man, but at the same time, we're taught to not only secure your man, but secure your family. You see what I'm saying? But we look for our, to our man for security. You have to secure yourself first. You can't be with nobody if you are not secure. Because I think the one thing, two things as a woman that you have to always hold on to is, the main thing, your independence, whether you're with somebody uh-huh. or not, you have to have your your independence. You have to. And when you uh-huh. let that go and you put that power in someone else's hands, you're uh-huh. saying secure me. But anything can happen. You can't depend. I'm not saying that people don't have your back. I'm not saying, man, He, he ain't he's not done. I'm not saying none of that. I'm saying secure yourself. And stop hmm. for other people to secure you And I think that a lot of times it comes We have to start really reprogramming ourselves I found uh-huh. myself reprogramming myself You know, reprogramming my thought process And reprogramming certain things Because I think we were kind of programmed a little backwards You know what I'm saying? I think whether you're female or a male You have to secure yourself first A man can't be security if he ain't secure. He can't lead you if he can't lead himself. And I think as women, we have to, and and don't send me no email, stop looking at potential. He got potential to do this. No, he needs to be doing it. He needs to be taking steps. He needs to be making effort. Not no potential. He has to be doing something because you can have potential sitting on the couch. And not be doing anything and putting any effort behind that, you see what I'm saying? If you
0: uh-huh.
2: want to be with somebody as a man, you take it on a certain responsibility, but if you are not secure, I don't even down to having kids, if you are not secure, that road is going to be very difficult and very long and very hard for you. so you have to really focus on securing yourself first before you bring anybody else in your space, and females the same thing you got to have your own security. you got to have your independence. you got to have that before you bring him into your space and share, because anything can happen.
3: Lord forbid he, uh-huh. he hurt,
2: it hurts at work or he passes away. He leaves. Anything can happen.
3: And
0: uh-huh. if you
2: are not okay. secure, how are you going to jump into gear and handle things? You know what I'm saying? If you're not secure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's my phone. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay,
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna post this to our guests and our um, listeners as well. Just this this is Tony chiming in on Leisha's soapbox. I'm just gonna get up on her <laughs> crowded soapbox. But as you were speaking, and I'm looking at our topic for tonight, and uh, I'm glad we have a man and a woman on tonight because I love getting both perspectives. How long I gotta wait? I I know recently I saw a post somewhere where uh, a couple was in a relationship and the. Man knew he had a good woman. He knew he had a great woman, but he wasn't at a point in his life to appreciate her. You know, he still had things that he wanted to pursue, things that he wanted to do with his life, and he just was not ready to commit. But at the same time, he knew that she was the woman for him, and he wanted her to wait until he got to that point where he could appreciate her. You following me? So mm-hmm. that's another aspect on how long I got to wait for this relationship, how long I got to wait for you to grow. You know, while you're out there sowing, I'm have i already ready to plant. So I'm really, especially our men, because I want to talk to our men, our, our, our guy tonight, Mr. Rosado Horsford. I'm excited to talk to him. I want to get his, and, and mm-hmm. has he ever been or known or seen a situation like that? So, you know, just keep that in the back of your guys' mind. And like I said, if you want to chime in, press that number one, because we, are, we always welcome opinions. You know, there's no right mean. and no wrong. There's always middle ground.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And I like what you said, T, because you know what came in my mind? Lockdown.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Y'all females don't act like y'all don't know. <laughs> y'all got this good dude. You got a lot of females that will have a baby thinking that's going to lock him down. That ain't locking True. down no man. But a man got a good woman. He will lock her down instantly. I got to lock her down to me. I got to hold her to me until I'm ready, but I don't want her to be nowhere else. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I'm going to ask uh-huh. her to marry me. I'm going to ask her to marry me, and then I'm just going to grow. But you're not really making room for growth because you're walking into a whole another different level of life. And you taking somebody else with you, you ain't think about it. your whole thought process was, let me lock her down. Let's move in together, okay. When you move in together, whether you are married not when you move in together, that's that responsible version of that person. So if you are with that mm-hmm. person and you notice that the responsible version of her is a little shaky, don't do it. If you're looking <laughs> over here at him and the responsible vision of him, the version that he shows you, his responsible side, is a little shaky. He's not ready and she's not ready. We gotta stop going into these situations just because people get married uh-huh. just because people having kids just because. You can't. You gotta stop doing stuff just because, because that's putting us in these situations that we have to get out of. Some of them. We not getting out of some of them are turning into abusive situations your credit is bad his credit gets bad he's in an abusive situation all because we're doing something just because uh, oh <laughs> andy said when he get it together he said tell tony when he get it together because i'm not going to be uh stagnant until he decides i'm worthy <laughs> nope
0: we love you. Yes, that is our author, If Y'all haven't heard of
2: that author? Make sure y'all follow her on Facebook. She is so real with everything she says. Um, and that's <laughs> true. Like we have to stop. If if you want something to be different, you got to do things differently. You cannot expect to do stuff the same way, continue to think the same way, continue to act the same way, and then say I need something different. That's like mm-hmm. somebody calling. In about a bill you don't want to do nothing to make that bill lower you don't want to cut your heat down you don't want to do nothing to make that bill lower but you want it to magically appear and be lower that's not how it works because you got to do work to make that happen you have to make changes Mm -hmm. to make that happen you got to start thinking differently you start to start moving differently and life is the same way you want your road to be different you want things to start moving you have to be that person happiness is you Happiness, you know, mm. we, we place that so much in other people. You know what I'm saying? Other people can't make you happy. I don't care what you do. You can jump through hoops and take the best care of your man. But unless he feels happiness within himself, he is not going to receive nothing. Nor is he going
3: to receive it. I I think people just glossed over what you just said, people. Let's just <laughs> dropped down some grown folks' responsibility about lowering the bill. Did y'all catch that? Because I sure did.
0: <laughs> it takes a lot to lower a bill, it. and I'm
3: always striving to look. That's that grown folks stuff.
0: you don't know what, what they got
3: to do to, to, to slash that bill? <laughs> but you don't want to like do magically it. magically disappear <laughs>
2: right, But you don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do it. You don't want to make the changes. You don't want to do what you got to do to make it right. You want to keep keep doing whatever, and you're gonna keep repeating the same process, stuck in um, spin cycle. Like the
0: <laughs> you
2: stuck in spin cycle. Mm I'm not trying to be stuck in right. spin cycle with nobody. All right.
3: <laughs> right. Now y'all heard of Y'all heard of Y'all listening? To Let's Cap. My name is Tony, and what I jump by that grown folks do. Flash in person, the one and only Miss Alicia. We got a fantastic show on tap. This is our first show of the new year. Night you hear me? I didn't even say nineteen ninety (laughs) nine. (laughs) Girl It is twenty nineteen and we have a great show with two fabulous guests tonight. We have Loretta uh, Walls, and as well as that dynamic Rosado Horsefoot. I can't wait for them to get into the chat room so they can share their journey, share their passion, and first and foremost, to time in on how long they feel that they got to wait. So we hope you guys are excited for tonight. I know I am. And uh, we're ready to get it going. We are going to have some fun in the chat room. So sit back, enjoy, and don't forget, if you want to talk to us or any of our guests this evening, just press that number one. Now, you can only do it when you're listening to the show. You can't do it if you're listening online. If you want to talk to us, you have to call into the show. And our call-in number is three, four. Sorry, guys. I have a little red cup here I had to take a quick sip out of. <laughs> don't
0: judge.
3: Three four seven two zero five nine three eight seven. Press that number one, like we said, and come on into the chat room. Join the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. We ready. Well, we got our first guest up in the
2: chat room. It's so okay, so there's so many people in here, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. We know y'all love him, ladies. We know y'all <laughs> love him, and y'all want to hear what he got to say y'all want to know what he what he's cooking in his creative kitchen, y'all want to know what he got going on. We are going to ask that. When you ask your questions, we want you to limit that to one question cuz we we have a lot of people in this chat room. It's going to fill up and after a while people are not mm-hmm. going to be able to get in. We want you to limit your, limit your question to one question so that everybody's able to talk to him because I know I know y'all want to talk to him. I know y'all are ready. And we are ready too. Let's see if he's ready. All right, hey. Hey, Rosaldo, how are you? Oh,
1: hey, how y'all doing?
3: Uh oh, see you coming up in the chat room with Mr. Barry White on your shoulder. Yeah, hey, how your awesome. deep
2: voice <laughs> trying to be all sexy up in here. You better
3: stop it.
2: We gonna need you to
0: come
2: <laughs> We need you to come in here, right, coming in here something, How y'all doing? <laughs>
0: How you
2: okay.
1: doing? doing? How you? How yeah, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm blessed. I ain't got no complaints. I'm
2: blessed. Absolutely. Okay. Well, the whole house is here for you. But for those that are listening, mm-hmm. we have a diverse, we have a diverse listening audience. For those that are mm. not aware of who you are, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your
0: literary journey.
1: Okay. Well, um, I'm an author and a new publisher working on my company. Um, I've wrote a series of different um, genres from murder mystery to self-help to street literature to uh, urban erotica. I um, I started writing five years ago. I was in a, a dark place where I found light, and um, that's why I realized that uh, sometimes God will take you through some things. And, you know, I'm not calling it training, he took you through training to prepare you for certain things, and um, what I thought was bad was actually preparing me for good. So, you know, the experience I had to go through to find my gift, I think, was amazing. And um, you know, it's a journey. So, you know, that sums it up.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, I got a question for you. What was going the first time you sat down five years to write? Five years ago to write. Um, I want to just take right. you back, because you did say you were in a dark place, but when yes. you decided to step outside of that darkness and just take your life and take your mind to a whole nother level, what was going on that made you just come out of that and decide to start writing?
1: Well, actually, I started boxing. Um, I was in. Being- you know, fighting sports all my life. My dad put me in a karate kid, and, um, but I picked up boxing in prison um, as a main sport, uh, as an escape, a mental escape. And um, I uh, got into it with some uh, fellas on the yard one day. Uh, they wanted me to move so they could play basketball or whatever. And uh, that's why I ran into a guy named Jason Poole. He writes books. And, yeah, um, you know Jason they- Right. So he... Uh, he pretty much he planted that seed in me, uh, to start writing, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, he saw something, he saw something in me that I didn't see myself. He became a mentor, a big brother to me. And, um, at the end of the day, I, I didn't listen to him until I got caught up in another situation while I was in prison, you know, and, um, that situation could have cost me my life. So I was locked in a shoe for shoes a whole, and, um, uh-huh. I was locked there for 14, about 14 months. And oh, no. within that time, I was, yeah, I, I did 23 and 1 for 14 months. And um, within that time, I started reading a lot. And then all I could have kept hearing was that brother telling me, man, write your story, write write a book, get it out there, do something with your life. And um, that's what I did. I started writing. And while writing it, it felt like an escape. It felt like therapy, it, it, you know. It gave me mm-hmm. relief, so to speak, and I just stuck with it, you know.
3: Now, this is, now this is are, Tony. We, we, um, go ahead, i I'm, I'm sorry. This is Tony. Is, is it Rosaldo? I want to make sure I get your name. I want to pronounce yeah, it correctly. It's, it's, is it, it's, 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 it's Rosaldo,
1: yeah. Rosaldo, okay. Can we call As you Ro? Hmm? Yeah, you can call, a lot okay. of people call me
2: Ro, actually. Okay, we're going to call you Ro, because, you know, we can tear a name up, and we don't want to do that to you. <laughs>
1: Okay. You call me Chief we too.
3: Should. All right, Chief.
0: All right. Chief. Now, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me give, get my feather.
3: But anyway,
0: <laughs>
3: but anyway, uh, Chief, as you was mm. as you was penning this story, um, and you was writing about your life, did you did it come mm. a time at any point when you was writing that you said if I had taken a different direction, I could have done this, or I had went this avenue, I could have done that. Did you ever come across something yeah. like that?
1: Actually, my dad was a prison guard for a long time. For about 20 plus years, my dad worked in prison. And, um, you know, my dad was, he, like he said to this day, he was always afraid of me. You know, my both brothers, I only got two brothers and they both in prison. And, um, mm-hmm. I feel bad to this day. I feel bad because I could have set a better example as a bigger brother. But, um, I was, I was attracted to the events that the, uh, the lifestyle of the streets.
0: uh mm-hmm. And,
1: mm-hmm. um... I rebelled against my father, he meant well, but I wanted to do what appeared to be cool at the time what what was appealing you know oh, um uh-huh, to me uh-huh. why he why he wanted me away from this so bad. you know you know uh-huh. I come from a family a pretty big and a rough family, a good family um, and uh some of us just chose a different route, and I looked up to some of my older cousins. And mm-hmm. that was that, you know, that that's what really started the whole thing, you know. Um, but my dad tried his best to guide me um, in a direction away from that pain and suffering. He would always say think consequences before you take the action. But I just, you know, young and dumb, you know how they go. I want to do my own things before I was grown. So mm-hmm. I know everything, you know
2: we all did you know what i'm saying that's, that's we all go through that we all go through that because i think that at, when we're young unless we have we got to feel it to know what is real mm-hmm. to know that it's true you see what i'm saying yeah. and so because what your father was telling you you hadn't lived enough to experience what he was pouring into you you know i'm saying yeah. now that you have experienced the world, and you have experienced choices and 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 actions and consequences. Now his words are ringing in your ear, and you you can appreciate them more, you can appreciate him more for what he was trying to do for you. Now I want to ask a question, yeah. though, because you you spent so much time behind the wall, you spent so much time mm-hmm. in the hole, and I I know that in the hole just that the whole purpose of the whole is to break you down. It's, and a lot of times you can lose your mind, you know what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. you were just there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when it came mm-hmm. time for you to come home, you know, because when you come home, mm-hmm. we've had Cash on the show, and he talks about still being mm-hmm. institutionalized when you come home. How did you work through mm-hmm. that mindset and still write and stay focused at the same time when it was time for you to come home?
1: Okay. Repeat that last part for me. I didn't hear it.
2: How was it? How was how was the process for you writing, stay and staying focused and dealing with that at well, once you came home.
1: Well, it was hard for me. Um, my life is not the normal. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm growing to the point where I no longer even you know um, try to attach myself to my past because who I was mm-hmm. and who I am, but. Um, Coming home was different for me. It was difficult. I didn't have an address. It, you know, I, I, I time flew. Things mm-hmm. were different. Some people that I knew was dead, some people was in prison. Um, mm-hmm. People that I could go to 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 get put in position, they was gone. You know, so it was back to the drawing board. But um, I, had a, I had a daughter. My daughter was like one or two days old when I went to prison. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I came home, she was already grown. She was talking. She was walking. You know, so it, it, it was different. It was different from when I was out because I got responsibilities. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was definitely hard to cope because the hole is designed to mentally destroy you as a man. Mm-hmm.
0: And I that's think that's right. why our
1: black queens, our black queens, gotta understand, especially when a, a king or a brother come out of that that that's paying attention. You know, um, you gotta nurture them you know what i'm saying and give him the right ingredients if you're going to come into his life you got to mm-hmm. understand where he come from you know you got to understand the root of the problem you know and um how it's designed you know how it's wired and then you 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 can uh, make a decision from then say if i want to take that i want to take on that responsibility or not but um as i uh when i came home it was just it was just different life was different for me absolutely. but I, I love the challenge because I know easy is unacceptable, and uh-huh. I know that um that if if life is challenging me it's because God believed in me, he's betting on me, and he believed I could absolutely. do it
2: absolutely, uh-huh. and I want to piggyback off what you said because even when you step into his world and you step into his life, you have to understand and you have to be ready to nurture him, but you can't nurture him if he is not ready. To change and receive that And I think a lot of times we don't recognize That sometimes uh, People have to be to themselves So that they can grow in themselves Before they can attach people to them You know what I'm saying I think a lot of times as women we don't recognize that Because we want to nurture everybody But sometimes you got to nurture yourself And grow a little bit before you can attach A person to your world But I want to take you back when you were in the streets uh, Because you talk Mm -hmm. about God a lot was there ever a time mm-hmm. You heard God talking to you And he was telling you mm-hmm. to change And he was placing it in your spirit Um And this was before you went to jail Was there ever a time he was in your spirit Tell yeah. you
0: listening?
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah Um Actually my brother on the phone right now mm-hmm. Listening too it was, it was actually a situation with me and him We both love God so Even if we gonna do wrong we'll pray okay. And um it, it was a time where we thought it was over for us, and it, we, we didn't mm-hmm. see no possibility. It, it was no way out of this. It, it couldn't have been. And um, God, I mean, in the blink, like, <laughs> what we tell people is it, it's so hard to believe. I mean, I won't speak on, or get in depth about it, but the, the situation, that's how I know God. I don't care how it looks. My God is real. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. in that situation, looking at it, you'd be like, they cooked, but in the blink of an eye, it all disappeared. I mean, literally, it just disappeared, just like that. Me and bro, we just we couldn't believe it, but we knew mm-hmm. it was God. So right then, then I think my respect for God that day, my respect for God went to a whole nother level. But at the same time, after that, after a period of time, I stopped believing again, and I started dealing with, I won't say voodoo, but I started dealing with some. Trying to find what's real in life uh-huh. by reading uh-huh. other things, you know, and um, uh-huh. you know when that took place, that's when the feds came, and God had to show uh-huh. me who He is again.
0: Yeah, know, uh-huh. hmm
1: Right, because I remember um, before the feds came, me and my homie, he listening to right now. Um, we got pulled hey, over,
2: homie. Hey, we, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when we got when we got pulled over. Uh, a white Tahoe pulled up with a lady with a black mask and a bloodhound. And um we both looked at each other, it was weird. I was like, what the fuck going on? But anyway, make a long story short, I was able to get out of that situation. But when I came back in the car I told my brother, I said something feel wrong, brother. You know, something feel real wrong. And make a long story short, the next night the feds came for me. And that's when uh. I realized that you know, God, God
2: is God. Absolutely. You better talk that grown man talk. All right, all right, that's all right. right. Yeah. That's that grown man talk. That's that growth. That's that's when you know he, that a person is growing when when they can uh-huh, recognize uh-huh. and look back at the things that they did. And so we applaud you for that. We, are, we uh-huh. don't even know you, we just meeting you today, but we are so very proud of you and your progress. We are so very proud of you and your progress. And we know that you're not perfect. And we know that you're not going to mm-hmm. make perfect steps and perfect moves at all times. But just the fact mm-hmm. that you are out and that you are always trying to better yourself from a daily basis mm-hmm. is enough for us to be proud mm-hmm. of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I appreciate that.
2: And we got a hand up. You mind taking that. a call?
3: You, t- you want to take, a- take a
2: call, Chief? No, I don't mind. That's what we'll be here for. Okay. All okay. right. We got 281914. You are live in the chat room. What's your
0: name? Where are you
2: calling from? Uh-uh. quiet? All right. You quiet? Well, we're going to put you back on in the queue. Y'all can't be quiet. <laughs> don't be scared. Y'all want to talk to him? Come on, talk
0: to him. It's okay.
2: <laughs> now.
0: I know,
3: right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, while we waiting on them not to be scared anymore Let's talk a little bit about your your new book You got coming out Tell us about it mm.
1: well, The Last Down in the Streets is just an honor Of the things I've experienced The series of things I've experienced That I've um, That led up to who I am today You know um, It's about a guy that came from prison um, Want to start a new life But he can't You know um, Somehow the streets are sucking back in. And, you know, I just, it, it's, it's a book where um, it teaches you about um, choosing your choices, your choices and friends, decisions, and every move you make has a consequence, you know, and everybody has a has a motive. And you just mm-hmm. got to be able to, you know, um, identify what's real and what's fake. So this book is basically about a brother that doesn't understand love because his parents was killed in front of um, he became a monster over the years, numb, bitter and cold. And, um, you know, he just, uh, just can't find his way, uh-huh. you know? So, um, he, he ran into a girl that, uh, love him, cared for him. And, uh, she eventually betrayed him. He kills her and, uh, he's telling the story from prison. So, you know, uh-huh. along those lines.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. You okay. know, That's in the show. Oh, go ahead. Chief.
3: <laughs> no problem. This is Tony Keith. Um, you know, you 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 spoke, you shared a lot with us, so we first and foremost appreciate that. Now, you say you bring to the pen game. You got that murder mystery going. You got a little some street lit and some erotica. But
0: mm-hmm.
3: what are you bringing? What is your pen bringing to the industry? That's going to make you stand out, or that is making you stand out to to your readers.
1: Well, I mean, my pen. Let's say my pen brought everything to the industry, right? But it's being ignored because I'm a male author. I mean, oh. what do we, how, do, how do you how do you re- rearrange that question? You know, what if what if I do got the skills? If the proof is in the pudding, you type my name on Amazon, you see five stars, you see four and a half, you see four, you don't see two, you know, you okay. don't see that. Uh-huh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it it it's proven that I can write. There was a short story challenge. I wrote it. You know what we had it like.
0: Phew,
1: look 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 up in shares and likes thousands. You know.
0: So mm-hmm. that proves
1: I can write. So it ain't no question that I can write. But at the same time, it's it's it's, it's the recognition. is the way the game is designed and operated. It's who's running it. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? How the system being ran? You understand me? So I could be bringing uh-huh. everything. as if the door? It, it, and when I'm knocking at the door, is if they opening it? You feel me to let me bring it in? You feel what I'm saying? So if if you asking uh-huh. about the urban industry on a whole, what I'm bringing into it? You know what I mean? It, it, the door closed. I mean, what can I bring in?
0: Uh-huh. Uh But this
2: is the thing. This is Leisha. This is the thing about that, because I believe that you create your own lane, especially in the book industry. And I think the one thing that you have, me, T, and I always talk about eye candy. And for y'all who listen to the show, we talk about this all the time. Eye candy is what draws people to you. So when in the book Mm -hmm. industry, your personality is eye candy, your Mm -hmm. idol, is eye candy. Your synopsis is eye candy. Your cover, mm-hmm. and even the way your name appears on that cover, is eye candy. That draws the reader in and makes them want to come into your world. Then when they read your book, it's the content that holds them. But I really think it really comes down to
1: you being able to hold. Well, your let me, me stop. Can I? Can I stop you? Can I stop you right there, Miss Tony? First that's of all, we you no, my book.
2: That, that's Leisha. I'm Leisha. So are you all right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay I'm sorry. It's
1: okay. First of all, when you when you look at my books, right, the qu- the quality of the covers is phenomenal. Okay, um, uh-huh. especially the ones I put out under my company in my name. You know what oh, I mean. Right. The lady that the lady that edited my book, phenomenal. Okay. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: When you dealing with this industry, you gotta understand it's people that came to me and have told me people that have told them not to buy my book, not to support me that people have gotten unfriended for supporting me. These is facts. You see what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. on top of that, everything that I do, I try to I try to do it with, with, I try to make sure it's quality. You understand what I'm saying? That I'm not putting out mm-hmm. no, no bullshit, no, no rinky-dink, any, M- my stuff is original, it's raw, and it's real. And it's mm-hmm. quality work. You understand what I'm saying? So, I don't I don't really I can't really relate to everything that goes on in the industry because I know some of the people on a personal basis. I know I know what's been going on in the industry. I know how it's operated. You feel what I'm saying? It's operated in in like little clicks. It's almost like gang bangers in the (laughs) book.
0: You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So when I
1: speak on stuff when I speak on stuff, I don't I don't like to speak on things that I think. You feel me I don't like to speak on things that can be argued down with facts. I like uh-huh. to speak on facts period so if I'm standing up and I'm telling you something i can I can show you something you feel what I'm saying so if I'm telling you the reason why that um that my books isn't getting the recognition that it needs and, and that it deserves is because there is people that's telling people mm-hmm. not to support me. There is people that mm-hmm. put in a bad light on my name that have never met me that have never held a conversation with me that's judging me based on what they've heard. you understand what i'm saying and, and I think that's mm-hmm. stupid you because All your right. experience with me may be may be completely different from that other person you understand sure and Absolutely. that's that's reality
2: but this is Leisha, and I want to say this what um, for you is for you. Can't nobody change that. Can't nobody rearrange that. What is for you is for you. That's the first thing. So in this industry, there Mm -hmm. are so many authors. You know, it's it's a million authors a year that write a book. Mm -hmm. So many people... Mm -hmm. In the industry that are not clicked up because they just are moving in their own lane. You can't worry about what other people are doing, how they feel. You can't. You gotta do what you do, and and that's the that's the one thing about the industry that I feel is very important. Um, being Can able I ask you to, a to hold integrity at all times. Can
0: I ask you a question, yes,
1: sweetie?
2: Hmm?
1: Did you think Malcolm X had a lane? Do you think he had to get up there and die for us?
2: You I, think, I think Malcolm you think, X had a lane.
1: He had a lane. He could have stayed in, right? I
2: think he had a lane and a purpose. But ain't you
1: right? But all right, man. So that 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 answers everything that you I think he you know. You're gonna a get at. So my my question is, you could tell an individual all day, stay in your lane, be quiet, and stay silent, right? No, I'm Malcolm
2: not saying stay in your lane. It's... I'm saying create your own lane. Cause ain't no traffic Absolutely. in your lane. You can move it how you want. But, to.
1: My, my question so if is I to say, say if whenever, when, when, read when did your I book, say I, I'm not creating my own
2: lane? Wait a minute. If I tell Tony not to read your book and Tony chooses not to read your book, that just means that Tony is not a fan, right? Because if somebody tells right. me not to read a book, I'm going to read it. You can't tell me what to read and what right. not to read. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's it's all reader's right. choice. And sometimes you got to just brush that off, and you got to keep that moving. And,
1: and, and. And if you but look I at my last post, you, I said I said, I said, it's 7.7 billion people in the world. I'm not concerned, mm-hmm. but I'm going to speak on it. I'm not saying that I'm bothered or I'm worried. I'm just a passionate man when I speak. It comes off confrontational, and I'm working right. on it. I'm working on my
2: delivery. you're aggressive and passionate about your world and your right. craft and your creativity, right. and we totally get right. that. So we got a a, okay. a, a listener who's listening online um, and she wants to know Where do you see yourself in five years um, Do you have any collaborations come in And do you see growth mm. within yourself Since you have released your
1: first book I Absolutely I see growth within myself My whole life is based in on growth and development Continuous growth and development um, I have some people that we are talking about Working together um, Also in five years New York Times bestseller movies um, sitting with kings and queens, eating and breaking bread with kings and queens, and being able to give back and create avenues and outlets and platforms for people that's in the struggle in mm-hmm. the penitentiary century that wanna that wanna write that that that, that, that don't know how or don't know where to start, you know what I mean, and get the proper attention and and and, and, and the proper you know everything that they need to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's where I see myself
0: mm-hmm. getting Absolutely. back. Well, we
2: got a hand okay. up. We want to take that. We got two hands up. Um, two hands up. We want to up. take this hand up, then we're going to have a little fun with you. You down for that?
1: I'm down for that.
2: All right, all right. We know, y'all know, for y'all to listen to the show, those authors that are on, that have been in, in, in fun condition of y'all, our show, y'all know what it is. It's
0: about to go down
2: for a minute. Um, well, we got the first hand, 561-699. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where you calling from? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, this is Will. Hello. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not, uh, Rizal don't know who this is. Yeah, this is the homie you talking about. about. What's up, brother? Uh, I'm proud of you, my brother.
1: What's up, brother? Good, good to good, see good. all the positive things you're doing. You know, I know you from, uh, you know, I know the real you, so to see your
4: growth <laughs> and
1: just to see your progression and your passion for what you're doing, something positive, It just, you know, it just make my heart, it make my heart smile, you know what I mean? Too real.
0: Too
2: real, bro. I just want to say, I love um... this. I love another man just encouraging and complimenting another man on his growth. You don't hear that? I'm just saying, we don't get that often, especially with black Uh men, you know what I'm saying? Just feeling okay Uh to be able to recognize growth and encourage and congratulate. So, all right, friend, we thank you for that.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I that, ain't, no, that ain't that that ain't no friend, that's a brother. Oh, that's my oh, brother. I it. Hey
0: bro <laughs> That's
1: my that's my brother. Yeah, we go we go way we go way back, man. I met him at, you know, his lowest point when he was homeless, you know what I'm saying? When, you know, mm-hmm. he was recovering from a gunshot, shot, you know what I'm saying? All that. I've been with him through all that and it's just good to see and ladies I wanna take my hat off to y'all and give y'all kudos on what y'all are doing. Positive, shedding light on him. Black authors and entrepreneurs, and just you know, doing what y'all are doing for the culture. Um, I actually have some things that we're going to be collaborating on and some things that I'm working on, so we're going to be back to see y'all and support you all platform and give y'all the opportunity to support ours as well. So, I want to take my own, I don't want to you know, miss the opportunity to take my hat off to you ladies as well. Kudos to you, thank you, thank you, we
3: appreciate that. Absolutely, you are I'm really listening though. I'm gonna let y'all get back to it. I love
1: you, brother. I'll talk to you, you
0: know later, G.
2: All right, All, you know, All right. And then we have our next one. Uh, let's see. Oh, That's our next guest. Okay. So we about to get it, y'all. Okay, look. Okay, so <laughs> we know you a man's man, so I ain't going to tell you to collect your pearls because we know you ain't got pearls. So we just going to tell you, just take a good, good deep breath. And, and before we start, little... I'm going to
1: tell y'all like this, please. Before we start, I'm going to tell y'all like this, please. Yeah, we ain't got to do all that. Just, just shoot straight don't. from the hip with me. Yeah,
2: we right. don't do all
0: that. Just shoot well, straight go. from the hip with me. That's let's right. go. Right.
2: He wanted to come from the hip, so I say get to him. Give him what he asked for. Get to him. No, hey, I'm ready. No problem, no, no problem. No.
3: First and foremost, Rosado, we want to appreciate you for sharing some of your precious time with us here on Let's Chat tonight And uh, especially sharing your journey and, and that personal journey which makes it all real So we thank you for that But we love to wrap yeah. up our show with with our guests with a fun question I'm going to take you out of your element a little bit um, Is that right? We want, I'm going to give you three props, you know, and I want you to Use that spontaneity And I want you to put it into a scene It could be into an existing scene Or you create one But we're going to give you um, Three props And your props tonight Are A tape gun A banana And a drill And we want you to bring that to life For our listening audience So we can see those creative juices flow
2: Oh, can I add one more? Because he ready, he about it I want to add a taser Oh A taste
1: Okay A taste Alright <laughs> So I put I put the tape around your Around your
2: mouth No 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 You gotta play mm-hmm. it like a scene So you gotta run the scene out like a, It's a live take, excerpt It's like a live excerpt So you can take it In any direction You wanna take it You can take it Um Street lit You can take it erotic However you wanna take the scene You can mix oh, it up mystery. It's, mystery. it's a live oh. excerpt so you can use characters from your book, a scene from your book, or you can create a new scene with your character, however you want to play and it out. And, a, a, and, and, tool, and, a, and,
1: and the tools I got is a banana, a drill, and some duct
2: tape. A taser and, and a, some duct tape. All
1: right, all right. So I ain't never did this before, so that's right though. <laughs> <sighs> so it's a, it's a female named Keisha. He got a nigga named Derek, all right? Uh-huh. Derek is a big-time dope dealer. He getting money. I just got home. I don't got no money. I'm broke. My dick in the dirt, and I'm fucked up. And all I know how to do is rob. I can't keep a job, and I don't know how to sell dope because I fuck the money up every time, you know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the club and see about this Derek everybody's been talking about. He like to pop bottles every Wednesday night. He pull up with the Ferrari different cars every other night. He looked like food. But the quickest way to a man is through his bitch, you know? That's their kryptonite. Every man's weakness is female, you know? Whether it's female, his mother, whatever. Anything he loves that's soft and delicate, you know? So to make a long story short, I see Derek and he looked like money. A lot of money, actually. But I don't just want the chain and the money out of his pocket. I want everything. The safe, the connect, the plug, the last nigga he sold the bricks to. I want everything. I want it all. And how I do that is I follow Derek. I follow him for a month. I do my homework on him. I watch him closely. I fuck with him. I send things as well. I see how he handle it. I want to see the strongest person he got around him, you know? Yeah. After I pay attention to him, I got him down pat, I pick his bitch up, you know? How I pick up? I taser. I taser in the back of her head, hit her brain, fuck her eyes up, blank her vision. I duct tape her. I tie the duct tape so tight around her fucking head, it make the top of her head turn blue, tight, you know. She can't hear nothing, she can't talk, cause it's duct tape around her he- her ears and her mouth, It's real fucking tight, you know. I duct tape her hands and her feet. I put it in the trunk. And I go over the speed bumps real hard when I get closer to my destination and wake her the fuck up. I need to understand that I ain't playing, you know. I take her to an abandoned spot, I tie her to a chair, and I put peanut butter on it. And I let her know that eventually the rat's going to eat her because she don't talk to me. She refused not to talk. So I take the drill, and I start drilling through her kneecaps. Before the drill came in, she agreed to talk. About two inches, she agreed to talk. She told me everything. More than I needed to know. I killed the bitch anyway. The secret is only safe for one person. You know? Derek, he's a tough nigga. He's confident, overly cocky for no reason. He got money for after his ego, after his characteristics. You know? And uh, he feel well protected. He feel like he can't be got. He never saw me coming. He never saw me coming. So one night he was leaving the club. I ran right into him, so hard, leaving no reason but to stop. I knew the two niggas that followed him to stay in the car every night. I already shot them two in the head with a silence, side. It's a suppressor on the 4-5. They dead. When he got out the car, I shot him in the knee, put the gun to his head, told him, get back in. And you drive. I talked to him nice. And told him to talk to me nice. He played hardball. So I shot him in the stomach and told him he got 15 minutes to live. Before the asses start to, you know, collaborate with his other organs and fuck him over. He decided to talk. Now I'm living happily ever after, right? End of story. You like that?
2: You forgot to tell man. But that was good. Look. No, he put the tape to the back of her head. Oh, yeah, that's right. We book boozy over here, and I like that. I like your your flow. You know what got me? You had me when you said, my dick is in the dirt. I was like, well, damn, you had a play on words.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute, Rosado. Okay. Uh, Rosado, I want to just say, you say you have never done this before, but you just spit out mm-hmm. a whole pamphlet that people are probably online, like, where can I one-click that? That was phenomenal.
0: <laughs> I that was a whole thing. Good. Feel
2: free, feel free to use that in your next book. That's okay. We don't want no coins for it. Feel free to use that in your next book. It's all right. Cause that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was, <laughs> that was good. really good. And good. never did it before. Never say never. You can handle anything that comes your way. <laughs> nah, That's what scared. we do
3: here on Let's chat. We love seeing those creative juices flowing, and your juices were flowing. <laughs> they Absolutely. were great. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. author Angie Ladell, she's out of uh, Cali. She said, hands up, uh, thumbs up. She loved it. She said, your story was fire.
0: Yeah, Thank I you,
2: Absolutely. You know, and that's why we do what we do here on Less Chat. A lot of times, you know, you don't have word of mouth. And until your book mm. creates its own legs to take you where you want to go, you are your book's legs. Mm. And your mouth <sighs> is your work. And people being able to yeah. step into the world a little bit and just experience you and your passion Brian. and your fire and your gift and your skill. That's mm-hmm. why we have us chat and uh, other platforms Brian. allow authors to be want to I wanna, bring readers in. Uh-huh. Yes, buddy. Yeah, uh-huh. I want to
1: clarify some things before I leave, though. You know, I just want to say that um, my ways of going by. I'm a chess player. I enjoy chess, um, uh-huh. and I know that this game is all about numbers. You know, it's entertainment. I don't take none of it seriously. It's all uh-huh. entertainment for me. You understand what I'm saying? So I hate when people get out of character and get riled up. I feel like nobody, everybody should create their own lane and be original. You know what I mean? And not not water the game down by piggybacking off of everybody else. You understand uh-huh. what I'm saying? Um, I know people uh-huh. that don't even come up with their own titles. You know what I mean? I feel like when you, when you present your craft to the world, your body of work to the world, that's your signature you understand what i'm saying so i feel like the industry has the ability to be to elevate and grow soaps you know to a point where we're recognized by by the tv by television bt all these other different awards and whatnot but it's the, it's the, it's the type of energy that's within that industry you understand what i'm saying anytime i go out i present myself in a certain type of way because i'm representing my body of work you understand me so when i get on facebook and i speak the truth I'm I'm really just speaking for people that can't speak up, and I'm saying this because I know these people are listening. I'm on Facebook right now, so I'm going use y'all's platform. But I'm not now, mad or angry or anything.
2: Because you know, y'all, everybody knows Lisa and Tony. See, we don't we don't get into it, but we we got know no messy uh-uh. policy. But I, I understand where you're coming from. You want to be able to, to help people to understand. Mm-hmm. But the purpose for you to come on Let's Chat really is to show people you, you know, for them to experience you. Because a lot of times when we are on Facebook and we are in Facebook world, it's easy to get lost in translation, even with a text. Mm-hmm. If you're texting your mm-hmm. woman and you are able to speak to her face-to-face, you text something, she says mm-hmm. you sideways, she text something, you feel she's mm-hmm. sideways. You get lost in translation easy on social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so that's why when you come here, it allows people to see you. It allows people to experience mm-hmm. you, and it allows people to experience your craft and your grind for the craft and your skills. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the. That's why we do the little. Uh, we like to hear see your creative juices flow because readers like to be able to see mm-hmm. that. We want to we want to plant your book and your you as an author in their mind to help create that word mm-hmm. of mouth, and you did just that. So you showed
1: uh-huh. so the creative juices Shows is, your is your something growth. you guys do on the show, okay?
2: Yeah, we, yeah. We yeah, you showed what? your skill. You showed your growth as a man, your growth as a businessman. That mm. enough by that by itself creates readership, because readers, people are listening that they don't know you are author. You know what I'm saying? They don't know you from
0: a. They just
2: know you on the show, and they listen. You know what I'm saying? They don't know anything about authors and publishing. They just listening. But you might have opened mm-hmm. up the world to them. Maybe encourage them to write a book. Maybe inc- encourage them to read your work. That's what this platform mm-hmm. is for. But so we, we do understand okay. that you want to uh-huh. make sure that your readers are clear. Um, mm-hmm. And and nobody feels away. So we we totally understand that. But you did what yeah, that's you needed a, that's,
1: to do. That's
2: all I wanted to say. Yeah. I mm-hmm. You I did what you needed that. to do. You came on here. Okay. You showed your grown man. You showed your skill. And you you mm-hmm. were solid with it. And we commended. And we enjoyed that. your company. <laughs> yes, we did. And you long are long. welcome back anytime.
3: Thank you, ladies. Absolutely. Lady. <laughs> All right. this before you go, we want you to have uh-huh. your your social media. Please shout out your social media handles and everywhere people can pick up your your phenomenal pen book.
1: <laughs> well my name is Oliver <laughs> on Facebook and uh OPG underscore T O on Instagram. I'm gonna get a um a Twitter on whatnot. I got some people gonna be working with me. Um okay. they can be get you know, um developing a Twitter and um my website and other things, you know, that I got in, um, in the works, whatnot, but, um, you can find uh-huh. my book on Amazon. Um, my latest book that I got out that I'm so proud about is called debt beyond repair. And that book teaches a lot of it. It's packed with information and it's dope. It's super yeah. dope. And, um, you can find that on Amazon, Kindle eBooks as well.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you once again, Chief, for joining Alicia and I tonight. We had a fantastic time with you, and I'm sure our listening audience did as well. And like we said, mm-hmm. you're welcome back here anytime. And Thank you, ladies.
0: No, you're welcome. You are more than welcome.
3: Have a good evening.
0: Right. You too.
3: Okay, thank you. Oh, Alicia, I love getting I
0: love to that. Know them. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, y'all make sure y'all go out there and support this man, one click his book uh, For all of y'all who are just tuning in, we thank y'all for tuning in to last Chat I'm Miss Leisha, you know I got my right hand and half the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony, Honey, we are talking that talk tonight about how long I gotta wait If you missed our first interview with the fabulous author, Rosaldo Horsford No worries, just go ahead on and click our link and watch, listen to our archives for Let's Chat, as well as you can catch us on iTunes, um, as well as any other podcast app. You know, we go where you go. We got our next fabulous author. We're going to say, VA, stand up. We got the fabulous <laughs> Loretta Walls in the building.
5: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good evening, Miss Tony, Miss Leisha. How are you all?
3: We are good, Miss Loretta, How you doing,
5: sweetie? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show this evening. I highly appreciate it. Good evening, everybody in the chat room. <laughs> we appreciate
0: Welcome
5: having up. you. Yes, we excited,
2: y'all. We excited, y'all. Let me tell y'all. She's so cute, Miss Rose is cute. <laughs> like, oh, she's cute because you know we have to stock the pages, right? And so I had to find a, a picture. I'm like, oh, she. Okay. <laughs> like then she got the one with the short haircut. I was like, she might be like, why you pick that one? Claire? Cause you was cute. I
0: love it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was actually on my. was a birthday photo from a couple of years back. So uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, she sure ain't got the short cut. When I chopped all my hair off, oh wow. <laughs> Oh, I like
2: that cut. I said, okay, she's fierce with It we're gonna we're gonna use this one of her her promotion, but we love it. We love it. So for those who, not, who are you. not aware of your dynamic pen, tell them a little bit about yourself and your literary journey.
5: Indeed. Well, first, I'm gonna say shout out to Jade Salon of Jade Multicultural Salon for that wonderful haircut. Because yeah, she did that um, out in Richmond, Virginia, and I have to give her many props because she keeps my hair looking beautiful. Um, and as for me, my name is Loretta R. Walls, also known as i for some people that know both of my pen names. I write under Loretta R. Walls, high drama on levels unknown to people that really like the crazy. Um, if you thought daytime soap dramas were fun, you haven't read anything of mine while well, you're in for a short sure enough treat because I love drama in that world. Those high-flying Beyonce, Jay-Z type people with all the backstabbing and all the you know, who did it and why they did it, and I can't have that because so-and-so got a type of person. Well, that's the LRW brand. And our view is the erotica romance side of me, and she writes, grown folks situationals, Very grown, very sexy, every day you and me, because everybody can be a size two. Some of us have to be shapely and curvy and have situations without credit and still trying to find love, and we need to have a good man by our side while we go through things, to get through things, you know?
4: Speak on mm-hmm.
2: it. Speak on it, girl. Speak on it. Talk about it. Talk, hold on. We got to give you a little bit. All right,
4: all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so nice
0: had
2: to do it twice. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Talk about it. You better talk about it so they can hear you in the back. Go ahead. I'll say it one more time. They got it. They ain't hear you back there. They didn't hear you. It slipped right past them. They ain't know, but it did. It slipped so, right
5: past. Don't worry. They're going to hear me before it's over with hashtags. Some folks don't know. Hashtag most ain't ready.
0: I love it. If you follow me, you already know
5: my favorite hashtags. I throw them out all the time. I love it. I love it. So... I want
2: to take you back. When you decided to sit down and write your first book, tell us what was going on in your world um, that you said, okay, I'm about to do this.
5: All righty. So I was 13 years old when I decided to write my first novel. And I was already a big book reader anyway. And my mother, thanks to her, she was the one that inspired me to really read tons and tons of books. Plus, was, I'm a big English person. So I was reading her books, the Jackie Collins, the Danielle Steele, all the romance stuff and all that good stuff. And when I read Secrets by Jackie Collins and, I'm sorry, Secrets by Danielle Steele and Hollywood Wives by Jackie Collins, I was hooked. Now, as great as they are, I thought it was awesome, but I wasn't seeing enough of my skin complexion in any of these stories. I'd read Sweet Valley High, Little House on the Prairie. You name it, I read it. The Hardy Boys, all of them, okay? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't seeing any African-American young kids being represented in any of these books back in 1986, 87, okay? So do a little math you figure out how old I am. that's up to you if you want to play like that. But <laughs> and with a birthday coming up. Um, but seriously... I wasn't seeing me, and I told my mom, I went into the kitchen one day and told her, I said, Mommy, I want to write a book. She said, well, you're smart enough to write a book. Go on and write a book, and I did. So I actually put Jackie's book on one side of me, and I put Danielle's book on the other side of me, Whipped out a big old notebook, and over the summer of 1986 and 87, I started writing my characters, and I was like, she's going to be this, her name's going to be Tiffany, her boyfriend's going to be Trent." Her daddy's going to be a billionaire oil dealer, and I started crafting my story. And it, it mm. is now titled A Fantasy of Love. It is actually the second novel I actually published under my publishing company many years later. Wow. Oh, what a journey. Yeah, and I was hooked. I was The book, when I hand-wrote it, front and back on notebook paper, was 565 pages. <laughs> I Whoa. carved it down majorly.
0: <laughs> when I typed it, I carved it down majorly. I
5: had a lot more English underneath my, my skin by then. And um, it was like, yeah, we're going to have to kill some of the kitty stuff, make it grow up a little bit. It can still be a teen novel that, you know, goes into adulthood. It actually is based around a fictional town right outside of Monterey, California, called Bell Ares. And Tiffany and her friends are – the ultimate click. They are the Maxwell Posse after the Maxwell High that they after Maxwell High the high school they attend, and they are the cream of the crop. They are the coolest of you know African American, Latino, you name it, and all their parents are very famous, and they're the offspring. So you know if you saw Beverly Hills 90210 back in the day, I basically wrote that way before it came to life in my mind. So. When I wow. see stories develop and blossom now, it just blows my mind because I'm like, wow, slivers of those things were in my head years before this became life. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm appreciative of my own grassroots, very unconventional way of doing things. I mm-hmm. don't like to follow people in what they do in the sense of, oh, so-and-so doing that, so I need to get on their train. No, that's not me. I'm, I'm the very opposite person that will run the other direction and go start a whole other band the whole other way because that's just how I am, and I've, I'm very comfortable in my skin doing things my way in, in a very unconventional way. It works for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I love right. it. I love it. So when you were writing mm-hmm. your books, out of all the books you have written, what was your favorite character, The pen.
5: Oh, man,
0: probably my favorite
5: character are the bad boys. Um, they're the character in the Tiffany Rivera series, which A Fancy of Love began. And his name is Anthony Rose. We call him Tony Rose. And he is this Latino bad boy that just takes no crap. And he is the one person that Tiffany has always desired. And because she's always been dating Trent ever since, you know, like middle school, basically they've been in love since elementary school. But, you know, Tony never had a chance at the basically at that point in his life and an opportunity comes up in a fantasy of love where he actually has a chance to date Tiffany. And Mm -hmm. he is like, my world is set. He will never get her back this, that, and the other. I got her now. And he pulls out all the stops. They call his nickname is Casanova and for good reason, because Tony is one of those people that truly knows how to captivate you by attention time, energy, and he doesn't devote it to just everyone. He's got to be really special in his mind for him to give you that kind of energy. This dude dropped a $50,000 bracelet, charm bracelet on her wrist just because he loves her. So, you know, money, you know, 50 grand to him is, you know, 150 to us. You know, it's no big deal. But I like Tony because he's the underdog, and the thing is, is that even if him and Trent get into it, they will always have Tiffany's back no matter whatever happens in the world.
3: Uh-huh. All right. Now this is Tony, um, the writer, you know, I I wanna ask you, I just wanna take you back a little bit. You say you've been mm-hmm. writing since about eighty six, eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um what do you what do you contribute your longevity in the industry to? What what keeps your your, your pen fresh?
5: What keeps it fresh? Staying away from drama because mm. I see so much of it. And I hear so much of it, and a lot of it is brought to me inbox-wise. I find it to be almost hilarious. So for me to keep my pen fresh, I keep the books that I have written years ago in front of me. And I learn how to continue how to shape and craft and hone those characters into livable, breathable people in books by word and stay focused Mm -hmm. on what I need to stay focused on. Because it's so easy to get distracted, it's so easy to get caught up in somebody else's mess, and you lose focus, and now you're on the bandwagon of some cause that you never had any any dollar in. So it's like, why am I doing this again?
0: Um,
5: yeah, let me go on back over to my side of the world. I need to just come on, you know, come on up out of that. And and also how you present yourself on social media is so important. I mm-hmm. found out inadvertently that I am a promoting beast and I didn't find out until one of my close author friends told me, she said, do you realize that you could do this for a living and actually make money? And I'm like, I don't want to, I do it because it's fun. And I can use my creativity in ways to promote a book and a character and character inspirational type style. That's so much fun for me. It's more pleasure than it would be for me to do it as a job. It would be cumbersome as a job. I wouldn't want to do it anymore because it's not from the heart mm-hmm. now. Now I'm doing it for money. And, and when I promote or, or, you know, promote myself or promote anyone else's brand that I believe in because I have to read you, I have to know you, I have to talk to you, I have to see you in order to, for me to get to that place to actually endorse you verbally and visually on my own, you know, um, that to me is a huge honor. So when I take you on in my own special way, I want you to know that I'm putting myself out there saying I trust you and I know you're good for it. hmm mm-hmm. Mm. And that's a huge, huge responsibility because anybody can endorse anyone, but do you really believe in their brand? Do you stand behind them? If something goes down, are you still going to be on their their side or are you going to just waver away like, oh, I don't deal with them no more? Nope, they're in the craziness, you know. So you, you have to be really selective about the people that you surround yourself around and also how you choose to represent yourself because people are always watching you. And you can't just have your brand out there. Tied up with anybody in any old thing And you don't
2: know what they're rocking with For real Absolutely mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you spoke On that because it's very important uh, When you are branding to protect your brand At all costs And Absolutely. you know sex sales, The drama sales too and people will Get on that bandwagon real quick um, mm-hmm, And that's
0: mm-hmm.
2: How to move uh, In the industry um, Now when you decided to step out and create, but not only create, but publish,
0: uh-huh.
2: what was that road like for you? What was the most frustrating well, time trying to just get your work out there?
5: It, it was a little frustrating because at the time when I decided to start publishing my work, which was in 2004, I was still enrolled in the military at the time. I was still um, enlisted in the military, and I was trying to seek a publisher. I was overseas serving at the time, and that's when I decided that Spice of the Life was going to be the book that I released first. It's the only book that my mother got to read before she passed away, so I decided in her honor that I would definitely make that my first effort. So I did some research on my own. I started seeking out publishers when I got home and I wasn't finding the the resources that I was looking for. And that's back in a time where in 2003 or four or five, you know, reaching out to an author to say, Hey, you know, can you give me some pointers on, you know, just any other, you know, just point me in the right direction. I don't even want you to, you know, like, you know,
1: do the work for me, I'll do it
5: myself, but no one was responding or being as open with the information like it was a hidden gem, like, you know, that's when publishing deals were huge with Kensington, DeFina, you know, Simon & Schuster, those type folks, and, you know, people were like, "Mm -mm, you gotta go, you gotta figure that out for yourself type of thing, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna learn the business for myself, because you know what, if you have the knowledge, no one can ever take it away from you. And uh-huh. I decided after my mother passed away, I was, I was pretty distraught for a while. And I took a break from writing. I actually took a, a year and a half hiatus. I had written my third book by then, but I wasn't ready to publish it. And I was like, I got to do something for me. So I decided to start my own publishing company. And I actually took the day off a year after, two years after my mother's anniversary of her passing, went down to the business office, got my license for my publishing company, named it, researched it, made sure no one else had it, and New Tape Publishing was born December 3rd, 2005. And fast forward to 2019, I am 24 books deep. I am the CEO of my own publishing company. I have better resources now. I have all kinds of, you know, reader-based material that is, Comfortable for various genres And then stepping into a new one And I, I say it's the best decision I ever made I'm happy I didn't go with A traditional publisher
0: uh-huh. That's That's Awesome, awesome. Loretta, We, we, we always say, have a hand up Oh go ahead <laughs> no,
2: I'm sorry, we, we always say you gotta know what you know Because you know it not because somebody told you Not because you thought right. about it But because you know so I'm glad that you Were able right. to say no let me find out What it is now we do got a hand uh-huh. up. We got nine two five three three nine. We're just gonna take that real quick. What's your name and where you calling from?
3: Hi, this is Angie calling from California. How are you lady? Hey. We yes. are good. Hello. How are, you? How are you? I'm good. I'm just getting out work so I can call in now. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is. Well, first of all, I'm just calling in to support because, you know, these are my girls. Um,
5: but I, I, what I Aww. wanted to know is, so you have 24 books in. Which one of yes. those 24 do you see on a big screen or a miniseries? Oh, wow. Um, well, first, thank you for calling in and supporting the show because that's always important. And appreciate you doing that, definitely getting off of work. I totally understand the multitasking life. As far as on the big screen, um, I've been told probably my most raciest book, which is Rendezvous, would be great on screen. If I were going to do a mini series, it would definitely be the No Other Love series by OnView. Those folks that are based out of Richmond, Virginia, that are grown and sexy, I think they would resonate very well with the audience of today and of the readership mm-hmm. that I work with. And, you know, you're talking anywhere between your 20s through your, you know, your 50s and 60s. I think those people would definitely be a wonderful catch for, you know, a viewership on a a mini screen, a Netflix, Redbox, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Major motion picture, definitely Rendezvous. It's high drama. It's office drama. it's, It's something that's unknown for people to deal in a perfume environment with African Americans owning and running it. And
0: mm-hmm. the
5: back office craziness that goes on in Rendezvous, if you've read the series, it's a three book series that's complete, You, it would drop your jaw.
3: Mm. I love mm. it. Oh. I love it. Good question, Angie. Good question, girl.
2: Yes. We love it when she calls in. We love it when she's a guest. We just love mm-hmm. it. Appreciate her so. Now, we do. When you. I'm gonna talk about the the anthology, or not even the anthology that you uh, were in, um, but you wrote uh, Lady Guardians. Lady Guardians. I don't want to, I wanted to call it an anthology, but it's not because everybody has their separate book. Let's talk a little bit about Lady uh, Guardians. How you got into that project, um, and what was your thought process when you were putting your story together?
5: That was a super big blessing. Um, <laughs> you're gonna love this. I was actually on this set, a movie set called Deadly Sexy by Beverly Jenkins, produced by Iris Bowling, and I was helping out as an extra. I am part, business partner with Iris, with Siri Austin Entertainment, and, and any time she calls on me and I can be there, I am there. It doesn't matter if I'm picking up trash or just playing the extra in the background or just going to get her coffee because it makes her happy. Um, that's mm-hmm. my girl. I love her to pieces. So, If Iris needs, I will go. So I'm on this set of Deadly Sexy, hanging out in the quiet room with Zyla Turner. Shout out to Zyla, who is the mastermind behind the Lady Guardians brand, and Sierra London, who writes wonderful books as well. I'm hanging out with them, too. Sitting down, and we're just talking. And you know authors. We talk books. We talk stories. We talk plots. That's what we do. So Sierra, Zyla, and I are chatting. And then the next thing I know I'm hearing Hey, Loretta, I'm starting this thing called Lady Guardians. It's a motorcycle club. And I'm like, what? She said, yeah. And I'm like, girl, you know, I've written about motorcycle clubs, right? At 4.0 clubs. She said, oh my God, you're a perfect fit. Okay, you're in. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, wait What do Lady Guardians do? Because I want to make sure I'm, you know, falling in line with the right thing. She said, girl, you're going to be good. i said, send you email. So she sends me an email, not. I, I mean, I hadn't gotten off set. Zyla sends me this email with all the beautiful outline, her whole setup and everything. And I'm hooked. I'm like, wait a minute, this is like a real organization. Organization, right? You're not playing. She's like, no, we're doing this. So I'm in. I'm like, fine. So she says, you know, you don't have any limits. Create your characters. Do what you want to do. You can bring them from other stories, whatever. So I created Freedom. And Freedom ends up being the cousin of, um, her, of the young lady from 4.0 Club. And I was like, sweet, I can tie the stories together. I got the family. I got this. I got a base. And then I create new, new booze and all this, you know, alpha males. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. I'm in Lady Guardians writing as on View, and I've created Freedom. And mm-hmm. the book has done very well. It's, it's gotten great in- feedback from it. I was nervous as all get out because I've never written in a cohort. I've written in an anthology. Iris Nakia and I have an anthology, a hero's anthology. So I'm used to their writing styles. You're talking about writing individually but with people as a unit and you all doing your own flavor. So it's very mm-hmm. it's, it's separate but it's, it's still together at the same time. And I was mm-hmm. very, very fascinated with the concept. And it went over very well. Everyone supported. Everyone cross promoted. It was just a beautiful, well oiled machine. Well oiled machine Zyla put together. So, mm-hmm. super, super big thank you to Zyla for all of her hard work, all of her efforts. I think it was a very brilliant idea for her to come up with this cohort and the fact of how she released all of the books in succession within a week's time, back to back, having several uh, at least two books a week come out over four weeks time was awesome. And it helped mm-hmm. get my name out there. It helped other people get their name out there, to other people's readerships, and it cross-blended everyone without pressuring anybody, which was the mm-hmm. sweet spot. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally love Lady Guardians. She, she, I um, helped promote with the Beverly Jenkins project, we had a private um, book signing at her movie event the weekend of the movie event. And I thought out a lady grading so fast, it wasn't even funny. I mean, it was, the book's still selling
3: very well. Wow. Now, do you, do, do you find yourself doing that, uh, something on that level again? Absolutely. If Zyla called
5: on me, it wouldn't even be a question, it's an automatic yes. Oh, okay. Nice.
2: Now, I got a question. This is Leisha. Now, you, you, you did a spinoff of The Cousin. So have you mm-hmm. thought about taking that cousin and creating a series on The Cousin since you spun her off in Guardian, Lady Guardians?
5: Actually, I did. Um, in 4.0 Club, the lead character, Gene Lee, is actually, the, is actually the cousin of, in another story that is called A Second Chance to Love, which I released last year on my birthday. And mm-hmm. Consuelo Lee is actually Jean is, married into the Lee family. Consuelo is actually and naturally blood, and they are very close, but they they're cousins, but they consider themselves more like sisters. So in Lady Guardians, the young lady freedom is actually the co-worker of Jean Lee. She used to work with her, but Jean had moved away and then she ends up moving back to Richmond. so. Freedom, who is Angelica, has the friendship with Jean Lee, and Jean and Consuelo are actually family. So they have their own ties, and all of the, the signature thing about Our View is all of the books are based out of Richmond, Virginia, even Freedom,
0: mm-hmm.
5: even A Second Chance to Love. They're all based out of Richmond. It's my way of paying tribute to the city I live in. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I, I absolutely man. love okay. that. Yeah, I love I love spiraling off and creating new characters and things, and and twisting it up a little bit here and there, and it keeps the readers fascinated because they're like, okay, so are you doing a story on such and such next or so and so? And I'm like, didn't plan on it. And they're like, but you know you can. And I'm like, yeah, I could if I sat down and to fleshed it out, but it, it, that's that on my book roster this year. I got like five books in my head. I need to be working. on. Yeah, I, I write yeah. I write by demand and I've come to find out the No Other Love series is the sweet part for me because it actually was a short story in an anthology with Samara King and it was called um oh, forgive me, my brain just went blank. Lord have mercy. Um <laughs> She Samara would beat me She's she It was so (laughs) undercover, if I'm not mistaken, forgive me, Lord have mercy Um, Not like it was only seven years ago, forgive me But anyway, that's when Ambu was born And I wrote this short story called All the Love And it's about the couple um, Ari and Riley And basically they meet after a, you know, meeting in a club And they end up having a one-night stand that turns into love later on But Mm
0: -hmm.
5: I wrote the story, short and sweet, made it a happily ever after Figured I was done it on view, right? Like, sure, happily ever off the bucket list, we're good, I'm done, money done, I'm out. Going back to the LRW stories. No, I get it. So where's Denali's story? Where's so and so story? What about Athena? What about such-and-such? Yeah, 10 minutes later, here we go. Um, <laughs> on view has turned into its own brand because of that story. I'm grateful. I am so grateful that I never expected that I thought I was a one and done in and out you know okay I'm gonna do this anthology bucket list done out no no I am on my tenth mm-hmm. story right now um, called Carson and Cherokee which is about Denali's parents who is the most popular character in the No Other Love series and if you were <laughs> digging through my Facebook pictures I'm sure you ran across a photo with me and Lamon Rucker recently yes
3: yeah, <laughs> If you ran across that
5: photo from October of 2018, Denali Chapman is idled is modeled after Lamont Rucker's image. And I actually got to give mm-hmm. him a signed copy of Denali and Athena, Undeniable Love, in October when he came to Richmond. And I got to tell him about it. And he was so stunned. And he said, this dude on the picture really just looks like me. I said, I had my graphic designer make it look just like you with the dimple and everything. And he was so humbled, he was very, very gracious about it. And I gave mm-hmm. him an autograph copy and and um it was just an amazing experience. But Denali is a bass player and a transportation owner in, in the band called The Factor. And he is one of the most popular characters amongst my female View fans. And they they love, love, love D. They love him. So mm-hmm. yeah. So so his parents who are philanthropists, they are also an action-adventure story because they are also intelligence advisors for a military agency that is secret and undercover, Mm
0: -hmm. and they
5: create things. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, Carson and Cherokee are, you know, they're grown folks, but they're sexy and super smart. So they have (laughs) patents and all kinds of things that, you know, you use in your everyday type life. And you know mm-hmm. you're like, Yeah, you know, yeah, my mom and daddy made that but Denali will never tell you that because he's he's so low key but you know, those everyday patents that you know people use, yeah, they they're they're those type of folks. So they're they're working mm-hmm. on um I'm working on that story now and it's coming along nicely because it's leading into an action adventure story as I develop the book. Mm. I love
0: it. Is- I love it. Mhm.
3: too. Now, this is Tony Loretta. Uh, you've you, you've gone through so many things in your years of writing, uh, and you spoke of a bucket list. Is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't accomplished yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I
5: have not made a movie yet. I know I've got to make a movie. Most definitely um, got plenty of resources in place. All I have to do is open my mouth and say the word. So that's going to be down the line maybe in a few years and um, I'll revisit Mm -hmm. which book I would love to turn into a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure if Nakia Sheree has her way, it will be Rendezvous, but we will see. I'm not making any promises. Um, Mm -hmm. A movie is definitely, definitely huge for me. I think that's my major next bucket list. I haven't really worried about, like, television or anything like that per se because I'm so enjoying meeting people in person and going different places. Mm -hmm. Travel is huge to me. I really mm-hmm. want to continue to travel and go to different places and meet different readers in different parts of the country. That to me is precious because there's nothing like reading, meeting a reader and getting to talk to them in person and finding out mm-hmm. those layers that they enjoy. It's easy on Facebook to socialize and chat, but there's nothing like being in front of somebody and actually presenting your work and talking to them and letting your guard down for them to see you as an author and not, some avatar on online.
0: That's true. Exactly. That's, that's so right.
5: true.
2: Well, you know, I'm, glad you, I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that. That's my thing. I'm glad you said that because you know here on Let's Chat, we like to do things fun. We like to be able to to bring the creative side uh, out of our authors that that are gracing us with their presence. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what prop he got for you and how you just send them <laughs> up into your own little web and shoot them on out. Alright, <laughs>
3: I'm ready uh, you ready, you ready girl Well first
0: of all I'm Ready, thank ready, you for ready, ready, to let's join us. it <laughs> Thank yeah, you yeah. for joining
3: Alicia and I But your three props tonight We're going to start off With a tiara Some red thigh high boots And some red MAC lipstick And we want you to put those into a scene And uh, make it happen
5: Oh. Well, first, thank you all for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and I greatly appreciate the both of you for seeking me out. And I know it took a while for us to get this together due to time and weather and things and situations, mm-hmm. but we made it. So. Yes, we did.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: We appreciate you for just giving us some of your time because we know you be busy, and we appreciate
5: hey, that. I always make time for an interview. I have no problem with that. So let's get into this this excerpt and let me throw you into the world of LRW tonight. Mm hmm. Mm uh-huh. hmm. Okay. righty. So it's nighttime. Cell. Tiffany stood outside on the balcony. Wait, she didn't give you a prop I we can't, do, can't do, it.
0: do it. Oh, what did you give her? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go back. We gotta go back.
3: You I do. Do you do? She got her props. She got a tiara. She got some red-style oh, yeah. boots and some mackerel. she take red. <laughs> all right, I'm with it. I'm sorry,
0: y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I,
5: cool. you know, I was like, threw salt in the game. Okay, we're going to read it I know, right? that <laughs> work all day. Let me tell y'all
2: that uh-huh. up until
5: 6 a.m. <laughs> I want extra salt in the game. Just trying to make sure I ain't got my game tight. Hold on. Now I got to turn my wig right. It's my real hair. Okay. No, I haven't. Let me help
0: you adjust that up. Okay, okay. Let me me pull my real curl. Let me pull my curl (laughs) right. Okay. So here we go. Good God.
5: Overlooking the balcony, as the breeze blew, it was a warm 70 degrees in California. Tiffany stood outside wondering when Trent would come home. She had dinner on the table, compliments of their butler, Wallington, and she wondered how much longer it would take for him to come up the hill and be booming that wonderful baseline in his, in his Ferrari Testarossa. She checked the time. She paced the floor. She went inside and decided, I'm not happy with any of this situation. She stormed into her walk-in closet, clicked the light, and let the remote control spin around with all of her wonderful shoe collection. When the red thigh-high boots appeared, a devilish smile appeared upon her face. Instantly, she kicked off her sandals, slid the red thigh-high boots on, which covered beautifully to complement her booty shorts. The tank top she wore was white. The bra she wore was black. She decided the bra had to go. Off it went. Her nipples were perky and firm, and they were going to catch all the attention that she needed to make sure her man knew she was the only woman that he needed in her life. But before she left the closet, a diamond tiara caught her eye. It was part of her wedding gown, and she decided the veil had to be removed and the tiara needed to be placed upon her head. In a full-length mirror, she sat the tiara upon her head just so, and it glimmered beautifully amongst all the high-LED beam lighting. Still not pleased with her look, she strutted into the bathroom, looked at her array of beautiful makeup, and decided the red matte lipstick had to go on because if anything was going to keep him at bay, the lipstick was definitely going to do it. She slid on the lipstick one section at a time, rubbed the lips together, gave that beautiful pop, gave a wonderful smile against her ebony-toned skin and said, yeah, that's going to do it. Finally, she heard the inevitable sounds of that Ferrari racing up the hill headed towards their mansion. She went back to the balcony and waited patiently for him to arrive. When he finally arrived in the semicircle of their driveway, he looked up. She took off her blouse, threw it over the side, and said, dinner's ready. Trent couldn't wait to get inside. He damn near left the vehicle in neutral before he got inside to go make passionate love to his wife. Uh, uh, uh. All right,
3: uh, uh, uh. Okay. I gotta say we've had some awesome <laughs> excerpts tonight, Oh, that yes, just got me sitting here riveted.
2: Yeah, I know we book, we we are truly book bougie around these parts. <laughs>
0: we are. We are book I books. loved
2: it. Yes, I love <laughs> it. We had some great excerpts on today. For some fab fabulous authors, I am so excited uh, for your vision, Loretta, and all mm-hmm. the things that you have planned to do. I think when it hits the big screen, whatever book you bring to the big screen, it's going to be on point. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. That was awesome. That was awesome.
2: <laughs> now, before you head out of the re- chat room,
3: go ahead, see. No, I was ready to throw in another one to keep it going <laughs> Wait, look, look,
0: look, wait, <laughs> wait, wait I was minute. ready for another prop up in there Wait a minute, <laughs> chapter two Wait a minute Here go
3: chapter two Let
0: me find out
2: what the next part of the series <laughs> <laughs> By the time she would have got done She would have had a whole half a book done <laughs>
0: Okay, and we
3: just, we, just, we just Sitting here eating our popcorn and Enjoying it <laughs>
5: Absolutely. Mess around.
2: I've been doing a telling book sitting up here. <laughs> everybody like loves TV. It was like watching TV. I just, I love it. I love what y'all absolutely love what um, I do. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Before you head out of the chat room, we want you to shout out all of your social media, any events you have coming up, and where everybody can get your work.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook at Loretta R. Walls, real easy to find. Instagram, you can find me at NCPCEO. Also on um, Twitter, you can find me at NCPCEO and at Ombu1, which is E-M-B-U-E and the number one. Um, my website is wwwn newsharetape.net, it is all over. I also have a Facebook page, New Sharetape Publishing, if you'd like to follow that. It's on my my personal page as well. And I have a book event. I've got some book events coming up, and I don't have them um, locked down right now, date-wise and location at this very second, but I will definitely make sure that they're on my social media pages as time develops. So I don't want to give any wrong information off the top of my head otherwise it'd be just kind of messed up. So, but I'm always on Facebook, I'm always on some sort of social media platform if you follow me. And um mm-hmm. I'm I'm more you can always inbox me or send me a message. I'm very open and receptive to that and you know as long as you don't stalk me and send me 20 pages of your novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you just send me a look at me tell you no. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um if, I'm I'm always open to um, you know, the making new friends and anybody that's in the book industry that's, you know, business minded, like minded, I, I usually am usually well easy to gravitate towards. So, you know, feel free to connect with me. If you have any questions about my books, all of my books are on Amazon, paperback or ebook. If you go to my website and click on the physical book, it will take you straight to Amazon.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome that Brandon. <laughs> That's Brandon And right. how Brandon Always all
2: day Brandon. All That's day. right
3: You never That's stop
2: right. Brandon You're a business 24 hours a day When you're an author You, you, don't, are, know, you don't even you Stop are not being open. the business Shoot When I see I'll like Who <laughs> paid <paying laughs> me
5: <laughs>
0: Shoot Yeah Exactly <laughs> People
5: be like They be like Oh can I send you Some money You send me a book Yep sure can Here's a square And invoice phone <laughs> in a heartbeat. That's right. Every day I'm hustling. That's right.
3: Absolutely. I
2: love it. I love it. Well, we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. You know, you are welcome back anytime. I thank mm-hmm. you so
5: much. And I greatly appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful evening. And it's, like I said, you know, more than welcome to come back. I appreciate it. Thank you.
3: You're very welcome. Enjoy your evening. You too,
0: ladies. Thank you so much. Yeah, more than
3: welcome. Bye awesome. bye.
2: This, this was a great time. Awesome so absolutely, we had a great night tonight, y'all. We, I mean, when uh-huh. we say we had some great excerpts, we did. Authors really, we love having some on our our show because they take time um, and they they give us a little taste of their craft. Um and that's what we love. We love it. We love it. We love it. And we appreciate them for giving time to us. Um on today. They could have spent their time so many other ways. Um and we oh, glad right. they spent it with us. Absolutely. Um, gosh, this is a great show. Okay, y'all. So just a few <laughs> announcements before we roll out. Okay, first before we start, we want to shout out Victoria. Christopher Murray, her three books in her lust series are going to be coming to Lifetime this year. Y'all keep your cyber eyes peeled for for them when they come to Lifetime. We will be posting and supporting and sharing her posts for her book, uh, Her Lust, Her Envy, and Her Greed. Uh, we'll be coming to Lifetime this year, so I'm really excited for Victoria. She always shows us love. She supports us. She encourages us. And, you know, Uh we're going to do the same for her Second Uh thing is Make sure y'all go over to Spreaker Go over to Spreaker And make sure y'all follow us, chat. We will be doing our first show um, On Spreaker On February the 9th We're going to do a Welcome to Spreaker type show Probably before that uh, Which is going to be real brief, real short Just to fill out the new environment We're going to bring y'all along with us Uh, We have Mind, Body and Soul segments That we do We'll take those segments And take them to Spreaker Um, But we'll still have our Blog talk platform as well So we're Mm -hmm. excited We are Yes we we are are. Yes we are excited So I want you guys to make sure you head over to Spreaker And make sure That you are sharing our posts Make sure that you're just passing the word on so that when we go over there and we open up in February, that we'll be right on point. So the way it's spelled is Spreaker. S P R E A K E R, and that's Spreaker. dot com. Um, and you can just uh, search Let's Chat Radio, and we will appear. Voila. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: We appreciate y'all. We really do. We will see y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow is going down in the chat room, y'all. So y'all better be here because it's going down. Let me tell y'all, mm-hmm. we're going to have C. Renee. We're going to have Donna B. We're going to have Blacktop. We're going to have Kimberly Isis all oh. up in this joint, right? So mm-hmm. the, the idea behind that is we're going to. Um, we're just going to talk about uh, loving relationships and how music mm-hmm. um, kind of curbs our our ideas and our beliefs uh, when it comes to love relationships, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have a few examples. We're going to talk about those examples. I mean, it's going down. Um hmm Kimberly Isis is gonna come on. She's gonna talk about her event she has coming up. I mean it's going what's going down tomorrow. We're gonna to have a good show. So y'all make sure y'all tune in tomorrow, seven fifteen, PM Eastern Standard Time. The party
3: is going to start. Yeah, so make sure you guys get your seats in advance. <laughs> it's gonna be packed. I'm excited about that show, Lee. I I am too.
2: It's going down. I got to put the music. Like, we got a whole setup. Like, I actually got work to do. Like, we, I got to put music <laughs> on so that, you know, I got to count. Look, I got to count up the minutes for the music to know how long we got to do the show portion and make sure we can play mm-hmm. the music like, y'all. I'm on it, though.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh 7 p.m. Eastern Time. My first guest will be arriving in the chat room around 7.15ish Eastern Time, and I know um, I hope the weather's good where you guys all, because we're supposed to be getting one of Alicia's favorite fall of words. world. We're supposed to be getting a little snow tomorrow, but we're going to keep not. it nice and cozy. <laughs> I live in we got going to keep it nice and cozy in the chat room. Thank <laughs> you.
2: Look, I live in Georgia, y'all. They get a dusting. Look, I lived in Michigan for 25 years. I know what snow is, y'all. Man, they get a dusting down here. Everything shut down. And I think the first time it snowed, well, it dusted. I didn't, I didn't believe water was wet until I was like, <laughs> oh. And somebody says you better go to the store, and I'm like, go to the store for what? You, you're, not, you're not driving that, man. Let me tell y'all, I drove <laughs> around for an hour. Wasn't no stores open, wasn't no fast food places open. Wasn't nothing open, honey. The, it was on lock. So, <laughs> yes, I can't. I, I'm tired of snow. I'll be I'm, here <laughs> with my snow. <laughs> well, I'll be praying for you, see. I know you will
3: be, Leash. You sound like you're so,
2: so, so very, very sorry. <laughs> I'll be praying for you. I'm, I am. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> we appreciate y'all, and we will see y'all tomorrow night. So, we're going to slide Good about night. this joint. We're going to slide about this joint with a little Georgia clay. Um,
3: Love
2: it. Oh, another announcement. Independent artists, we get a lot of independent music. We get some mainstream music. We have a lot of guests that do send us music. But for our new platform, we are going to need music. So if you are an independent artist, or you know of an independent artist, and you want us to play your music on our show, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com, If you are listening and you're an author, you want to be on our show, or you're a reader and you have an author that you want to see on the show. Send your request to the chat radio show At gmail.com If it's a reader, if it's an author And I can make it happen, I will make it happen For you Awesome And we will See y'all tomorrow We're going to hit you with some of this
4: is Xavier Lewis in my tail On a nine to, nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive yeah. Promise my lady we're be alright. She be crying while she praying for a better life. Hustling on the side for a bag of rice. Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price. Gotta keep trucking through the jars of clay. Gotta stay searching for a better day. Gotta keep my faith till make way. Gotta get extended so the gas can pay. Charger hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. From the New York cold to the Florida shine. Up to the marriage D.C. line, back down South Red Beach, prime, sweet George, George, where I reside? Tell me why do I have to cry out? tell me why should I even pray? Tell me why should I worry about it, tell me why should I lose my head? I'm right my shoulders is from the burning flame. Nothing's root from the state.